Hello there, D&D aficionados and good peoples of the role-playing pantheon. Welcome to... Vampires from a Chimney Part 2 A Crimson Nid podcast that will journey with four wayward adventurers into the heart of the Southlands, a land of mystery and adventure, where riches and dangers await those brave enough to cross the wild expanses. My name is Stacy, and my player and game master handle is Dagobah. The campaign setting is Southlands from Cobalt Press. We are using the D&D 5e rule set, and we game using Fantasy Grounds Virtual Tabletop. So, no more to be said. Let's just sit back, stay tuned, and enjoy. Welcome to session nine. And as always, let's start with our recap from last session. Looking back at our last session, I am sure that there is at least one important lesson to be learned from it. And that lesson would probably be something like, if you see a grotesque tiny fairy, do everything in your power to keep it away from your face, lest you find yourself with one less tooth. What do you think, Volan? Does that sound about right? And that probably would have been actually funny if Unlucky Geek was in attendance tonight, because he's Volan, but... That just fell flat, didn't it? It did fall flat. Yeah. But I I wasn't going to rewrite, so... But anyway, there were so many memorable moments, like... It's hard to forget when a group of freedom-seeking level 6 slaves in the bodies of children are being whooped by some tiny tooth-stealing fairies. Or when Norbit wanting to aid his companions using his divine sense, is instead distracted by a basket that contains a sewing kit. And thus we lose Norbit, as all further conversations fall on deafened ears. His attention is solely focused on needle and thread. So, we saw the companions fighting tooth fairies, aberrations, feeling freeing a huge creature that was trapped in place with large chains and finally visiting an enormous tree where a conversation was had and some tea was shared. But no, there was another tidbit that can't be ignored. Clicker. What in the nine hells did Clicker go and do? History tells us that she completely rejected Godmother Saffron's boon, not even wanting to know the nature of Saffron's gift nor its trade cost. Now, fast forward to the Nightmare King encounter, her hand was stretched out, wanting to be read, even before Voland could, could finish his sentence. Her boon was to become more agile, but what was the trade cost? Incredibly expensive. The cost was the memory of one thing that she loved most in her life. Such a very different cost compared to what Thorn paid Saffron. Emotionally abused the Fae for an hour versus willingly give up the memory of something you love. Clicker, she paid that price. And with that, I can't wait any longer. Let us see what our heroes are up to next. Yay, shorter this time around. (laughs) Are we still in um, the Nightmare King's abode? Yes, you most certainly still are in his abode. So, before we get totally into it, one thing I need to do is first is get Clicker to give me a history check. In oh, okay, perfect. I wasn't gonna I was gonna say in the chat window, but that's fine. You rolled a natural twenty. But that becomes a dirty 19. So, Clicker. There's one thing. Oh, you're um, Clicker instead of Atreya. That's fine. You can switch to her. But I'm whispering something to you in the chat window. Uh, Wait, why am I Clicker? I should not be Clicker. Did I... No. Oh no, okay, sorry, you oh. are Atreya, but you had Clicker open as well. My bad. Yeah. Silly me. I don't even know why. That's weird. Okay, so you, with that history check, the one thing that you you noted, because of some of the things that you were studying 
in your past, when the Tooth Fairies came and, and were there, uh, you noted very clearly and specifically that they were aberrations. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So, the other thing I was going to say is just be aware inside the combat tracker you should see that when you guys get hurt i think it'll say five different words to represent how hurt you are healthy being healthy and then it goes from bright green and it gets progressively more red as you get less and less healthy so there's five different words to represent how your current state is so instead of asking me hey how hurt is that person just ask that person if they're unconscious comet tracker will say they're unconscious and they probably won't answer in character clearly but just wanted to point that out okay on arriving at savosi you hadn't noticed that it seemed cooler under the canopy or you had noticed that it seemed cooler under the canopy and so you suspect it's now past midday duskwood having finished granting the boon to clicker and finishing some discussions with you has returned to his comfortable looking lounge chair sat back down and is now sipping his tea once more and two two other things i should point out and th this is only because i think things moved pretty quick falker forgot to collect his tooth if that was important or not i don't know and you guys are also hungry what do you want to do? Okay, as far as I'm aware, I think uh, Atreya was leaving the abode because um, her uh, mind has changed to a certain effect. Would that be correct? Yeah. She was storming off and she seemed angry, even hateful, and very determined. Alright. So, with that in mind... Um, Sorry, she did not just storm off, just to clarify. She w she said that she was gonna go find that boy, right? That's that's what we need to do now, and that's what we should do immediately. That's how she left. That was the premise. Yeah, yeah, okay. And so she's, not she's not out the door yet, though, is she? Mm -mm. Hang on, don't go. I'm hungry. I want some food. Okay. So you're eating food? I'm looking at the table going, is there food on the table? Yes, there's food on the table. It is a f fully flushed out dining table. There is each in each of the china cups there is a steaming drink except for one. Uh, so there's plates and forks and knives and stuff there. They're kind of odd looking, the dining ware. And... As you're sitting there, Norbert, you kind of hear there's a bit of a clattering coming across from the table from the other side of you, and you hear a tiny little Whee! What the hell was that? <laughs> and uh, you notice that there is a couple of eyes looking at you with a little snout that pops its head up from out of the teacup in the middle of the table on the other side of the table from you and you see oh, do I get a picture don't tell me it don't tell me it's a pixie it's a beholder <laughs> <laughs> it's something no you see a a tiny tiny little pig's face pop up out of the, the teacup on the other side of you with big blue eyes pink skin and it looks at you with these sad enormous blue eyes it grunts once more and then it flaps its wings and it jumps up into the air and it, it circles above the above the cup that it was kind of hiding in for a moment and it circles above there for a bit and it looks at you for a bit and then it quickly flies up uh, up to the ceiling near the the wall behind it, the the north northwest wall just behind it there, and you see it fly up, 
to what looks like a little bit of a ledge and a hole, and then it disappears in the hole up there. Oh, look, there goes our fast food. <laughs> Welcome to Wuhan. <laughs> too soon? Yeah, probably too soon. Too Just soon. a little. I don't know why. I do not know why. <laughs> the pig was in the... The pig... The, the pig was in the suit, wasn't it? No, he was in the in the teacup. Okay, I'm gonna look at my soup and go. Uh, on second thoughts, maybe I'm not that hungry. Especially the, the pig's been swimming around in it. There's only tea in the teacups. There's nothing on the plates at the moment. Yeah. Okay. So it's come out of a teacup so, that's had tea in it. So it's been bathing no, no. in a cup of tea. It was in the empty one, right? It was in, in the, the empty, empty one, teacup. That's correct. Okay. Anyway, uh, as as Atreya was was being called out for uh, two, she makes two more steps, and just before the two little steps leading down to the entrance of the tower, she stands still, almost as if if, if as if something just stung her from behind, and she turns around, looks at you all. Yes, yes. I'm hungry as well. But don't touch that. We're in a forest full of evil creatures and fae and who knows, if you touch the tea or the soup, you're gonna be bound to do whatever. <sighs> Let's just leave. We have rations. I have, anyway. Yeah, okay. I wasn't feeling too good about pig soup, so I'm with you. So as you go to stand up, Norbit, Duskwood says, Norbit. And when he calls out your name, I need you to give me a wisdom saving throw, please. Okay. 25. That was an excellent wisdom saving throw. He just rolled a 25. But... There is something in how he says your name, how it's been uttered. You feel your will, your essence, shrivel and cower. And he says, Sit down, man-child, and hold your tongue for a moment. Was that the first time that he addressed us with our real physical realm names? Is that possible? You can... You can give me a history check to try to remember. Okay. I remember him asking my name and I'm saying no. You remember correctly. Uh, Clicker, you cannot remember. So, um, basically, uh, Rowan looks to uh, Duskwood and goes, Well, just you remember, we saved your life. You owe us big. He looks at you for a long moment and as you're standing there, he stands up, he comes to stand before you and then he squats down and because that's not far enough, he sits down and crosses his legs and he looks at you and he says, Halfling, there and there. And he points at your forehead. Why do you cut them? That is leave not now. for you to know. Just remember this face. You will be seeing it again. And I storm off with the trailer. And I, I don't sit down. I resist that and I join the other two. You are not able to. Can I speak? No, you are not able to. And as you're I, walking away... I stand there like a statue. No, no, you're sitting. He commanded you to sit and you, you had to sit. I sit there like a statue. And you can give me an intelligence check. Eh. Yes, that's right. You're exhausted. Okay. Nope. You don't understand it. You're, you're fighting mightily against this this 
desire to sit there, but for some reason you cannot willingly stand up at the moment. Does that even count as an ability check? Uh, sorry, as a skill check? Because it says exhaustion gives disadvantage on oh on ability checks. Oh, okay, no, no ability checks actually. All checks, yeah. So skill checks will be included. Yeah. Okay. So that includes skill checks. Got it. Yeah. I, for some reason, I remembered skill checks. Yeah. yeah. All right. As you're walking away, Thorn, he says, "Wise halfling that tells me not." her his name please name your sire creature i would know the being that calls you son i do not trust you and i am not going to listen to someone who does not provide his name also duskwood i feel like i'm in a western now <laughs> uh he unfolds himself from the, his seated position from where you were. So yeah, he's over there as you were there. He stands up and he looks over at you, Norbit, at which point you can feel whatever was holding you releases. And he just stands there uh, watching the, the four of you. I stand up and head for the door. Does he look forlorn? It's hard to say because for the entire time that you've you've seen him, that bloody white top hat seems to really hide what his face and his expressions are and his faces are. But he just stands tall. And as you join them, Norbit, he says one last thing. Wood elf boy, you are strange and smell of the sea. Your kinship with Yamaja, it will do you well. And he said, he says no more. I look at the other two and just whisper, I have no idea what a Yamaja is. I start humming a tune. You can um, give me a religion check, Norbert. And sorry, go ahead. Thorn. I was going to say, I start humming a tune. Uh, so, mm -hmm. <laughs> Basically, I'm trying to instill uh, my comrades with... Uh, inspiration. I'm using counter charm to try and avoid any sort of frightening or charmed conditions. Although they get an advantage to their saving throws. Okay. I was going to let Volan do this role, but since he's not here, that's really and whether or not he wanted to share it, he, he might actually have some insight on what happened there. So he watches you guys as you walk up. And he does say, Feel free to come whenever you like. There will always be tea. Come on, Volan. Let's get out of here. I sort of mumble that only a trayer would probably pick it up and say, but, ne but never trust. You do notice, though, that even though that Volan's character isn't here, he is... There's something going on with him. He keeps looking up. Some something has given him pause. He's something is going on, but that's dead string for the moment. It almost like it looks like he's got a bit of a glaze going on in his face, right? Yeah, very much so. <laughs> so as you guys exit the, you are exiting. Is that right? That's yeah. the plan. Yeah. Like a snorts and then finally turns around and leaves the building. So as you walk out, he does show up at the door of the building and he says, One more, elf boy. Or being that inhabits the shell of an elven boy. I will know you again and when we meet, you shall gift me with a thing that you have crafted using your own hands. In exchange for that special kit. Yeah, no worries. I'll knit you a sock. He smiles and closes closes the door. So what are you guys going to do? Are you are you going to do as um So Rowan looks at Norbert slash Zach and goes, 
Well, what did he mean by in exchange for that special kit? What did he give you? He gave me a sewing kit. Um, so, because like sewing is one of the things that I like to do. So I, I guess I'm going to have to to knit him a sock. But it's okay. I'm going to knit him a willy sock. Um, that'll keep his willy warm. He'll have no idea what it is. I'm afraid that everything that we give him is going to give him some sort of power over us. I don't... I don't know what I gave him. But I... I suggest we do not do that any anymore. No socks. What? Uh, you certainly look different, Atreya. What makes you think you gave him something? Because that's how those... Phase trade, is it not? What did I give him? I don't know. We have no idea. Did he not say? I do did, not remember. Did did we hear? What he yes, said? You, was it was it only for her? No. Although they were, he was holding her hand and was talking to her, you guys were easily able to. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. Norbit because he was really focused on his sewing there on the side and his passive perception is kind of shitty but yeah you would have Thorn for sure okay well uh, one thing he did say is that um, you would uh, become more dexterous in exchange for uh, the memory of the thing that you cherish the most being lost so I would ask you what you cherish the most, but I'm sure you probably don't know at this point in time. Or is it being replaced by the second most thing you've cherished? Treya's lips bend inward and she presses them onto each other and grabs something at her wrist and in a very violent, aggressive motion throws it at a tree and it's a small knife all right testing her skills does it does it sink in blade blade uh, into the tree let's just see give me a arranged uh arranged attack throw (laughs) (laughs) natural 20 so you can explain how precise this throw of this knife or dagger that you did was. Doesn't that mean that you just dropped a 100-foot oak tree? <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> but. Nope, but... Did the dagger come did, out the other side? Not, you did not see any aiming. She was just... When 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 you tell, told her that she is now more dexterous, seemed bent on testing her skills but also at the same time she was she was angry about losing something whatever it was and he just pulls out that dagger and it, it's it's a split second but she throws the, the the little knife and when you look at the tree which is not too far away there is a dragonfly still tiredly flapping its wings. I'll walk up to the tree and retrieve the uh, dagger um, and offer it back to her. Does she do anything? She takes the dagger and puts it away and you can still see that her, her face is very much engulfed by this. Negativity. Did the dragonfly really need that? It's a dreamland. I don't... I don't think anything here is actually... existent. Much like whatever was taken from me. Can you bet your life on that? I don't believe a word Saffron says. I don't believe a word that person says. I don't know what to believe, but let's just get it over with and see if we can get out of that damn cave in the physical realm. 
That I can agree on. Let's see if we can find this boy. Now I as a player do not rem remember, but he did give us some sort of hint where he may be, right? Yep. And that was? Up the road. Continue on down the path. Okay. I just shared something with you, Thorn. Yes, you recall that he said it was further up the trail. That's right. Now, if, before we go and find this boy, do you think it would be wise for us to possibly rest up a bit? We're, we're looking a bit, little bit hurt. Yeah, I agree. I'm stuffed. Just, just for a little while, Atreya. Sure, let's just get out of this damn place. Go look for it. Although, I'm not sure if, if it does us any good, because he was leading us here within a second. So, distance doesn't seem to bother anyway. I know. Let's just will our place into a safe location, possibly. Wait, let's... Maybe we can replicate that. Let's imagine we go back... To where we... Wait. Is there a path here? <laughs> Sorry. Yes. Character? Okay. <laughs> ah, never uh, mind. We're not going anywhere. There is a little bit of a path that leads from his door back into the forest. But then the... You do recall that it seemed like you guys just went straight towards his door. You don't see that, that path at the moment. It just looks like there is the, the edge of the forest as you pass through the clearing and then there's that one little opening there and then it just that opening disappears rel relatively quickly i.e. the path the clear invisible path disappears relatively quickly as you get deeper into the trees so is there a path into a different direction that we were supposed to follow or are we supposed to follow the path back where we came from there was no other path okay let's try to imagine we can go to there in a second maybe this is how it works okay i will need constitution checks from norbert and clicker and a wisdom check from thorn and what about volan well someone can roll for him if they like so wisdom check for myself and for volan as well so no saving throw just check check not that it matters they're both the same Okay, so that's quicker rolled that. And you rolled that. And Volan uh, is someone gonna roll for Volan? If you want me to sure. take his character sheet? Uh yeah, sure. Sure. Already happened. Just roll the three. You, you can grab his Falker character sheet if you like. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. That was, that was just... Just I'll testing. Leave it, I'll leave it to Dagobah whether um, he wants that roll or the one I'm going to roll. I will let you roll from his character sheet. What am I rolling? Wisdom? Wisdom. Thorn and Volan are wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Karma. So my three, three was uh, really good, wasn't it? Norbert rolls so, no a three. Okay. Volan, <laughs> Thorn as Volan rolls a two plus one for a three. Awesome. I, I wasn't. I wasn't asking for it. I just said like it was. I left it up to him. So the the four of you gather just at the where the trail stops, and you focus and you try to imagine moving yourself from one place to the other. Norbit and Clicker and, and even Volan, you kind of just look, you're kind of a bit disheartened. Nothing seems to happen. But for you, uh, Thorn, something seems tangible there. You, you felt something, but you just weren't able to make it happen. Is that because of um, the other three pulling me down? I don't know. You can give me an... I think that would be probably an Arcana check with Wisdom. 
Arcana check with wisdom. Yep. One moment. That's an 11. No, you are not certain. I mean, you have your, you know, your thoughts about it seems kind of legit, but you're just, you don't have any certainty on it. Listen, we, we need to try again. Uh, guys, you, you need to focus here. It looks like you're not really caring, especially you, Volan. Do you even think we're going to get anywhere with with that sort of sullen expression on your face? I, I, I recount a story about uh, my ability to wander through the bush and when I was young um, around the place that I was brought up. And I look at the track that sort of peters out in the bush and using my survival skills, um, attempt to determine if it's real or imaginary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, yes, the exhaustion's killing me, isn't it? It is. That's a dirty seven. Roll the four. So, unfortunately, that isn't quite enough for you to garner what it is that you'd hoped to garner. However, I did walk to the end of the track and now I find myself lost in the bush. <laughs> you're lost in the bush and everybody's kind of watching you there as you stand there looking <laughs> around helplessly lost and they're just like, what's he? What? Yeah, pretty much my survival skills were that good. I was actually yeah, standing behind a tree trying to figure out where everyone is. Hey guys, where are you? Where are you? Zach, come here. Let's, let's hold hands and try again. Uh, honestly, Zach, you look like you're uh, on death's door there. Um, can you can you leave it to us for a little while? Yeah, I slumped down behind the, beside the tree that I was just standing behind. <laughs> I am now sitting on the ground. But we can't leave him back here. Let's no, see we, we, we can... have to do this together. Come on. And Atreya moves over to, to Zach, into the bush, or behind the tree at least. And so they're going to try her in the bush. That sounds like fun. Yeah, right. That sounds like and a song almost. Make sure holds holds out one hand for whoever is coming next, and holds one one hand over to Zach. Make sure you're keeping at least one point five meters apart. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know from why that's funny, but it oh, is. Why? <laughs> All right, you guys are going to try again. Norbert Clicker, your cons, and Thorn and Volan will be wisdoms. Next, we're gonna we're gonna find a mummy that is wrapped in toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What's up tonight? Where are these coming? A mummy, a toilet paper mummy. You know what? I think there's probably, I think I might have read something like that somewhere. Okay. So this time, as you guys sit there and you hold hands together and you focus your thoughts you think your happy thoughts or whatever it is that you feel really that that item that you remember saffron telling you about but this time as you try to focus you can feel almost like there is a physical wall as you guys try to focus on moving a distance without moving and you are all instantly aware that you would need to have a rest before you could make another attempt Let's just move away from the tower and um, have a rest yeah. there. Okay. Yeah, let's sure. do that. So you guys, is any one of you leading the movement deeper into the forest? Yeah, I can do that if you'd like. I might... Um, is it dark? It's getting dark, isn't it? It is It is midday. Oh, okay. Maybe it's not dark. So, I mean, <laughs> not... not uh, it's not the afternoon. It's past the afternoon but it's definitely not evening so okay from, from i'm just seeing whether i can fly or not considering that i can only fly in dim light in in the canopy like once you're in the canopy the canopy is pretty encompassing so yes it is dim enough light that you your um, cloak you can see it wanting to lift you up yeah oh it's more is more to do with the like uh, breaching the canopy to have a look around to get a bead uh, of where we are, but that's not going to work. No, you can still see throughout throughout the canopy, you can see spears of light still shining through the, the leaves. Okay. 
Well, I'll we'll go for a little bit and see if we can find a, a, a comforting spot, hopefully, for right. a short rest. You can give me your survival check. That I can do. It's an 18 plus 9 for 27. Lovely, t- dirty 27. You have no problem. Your sense of direction is unnearing as you walk deeper into the forest. And you're only walking for a couple of hours before you do notice that there is that trail just ahead of you. And you find a nice spot that has cover from three sides. Well, it looks like we might may have found that trail we're wanting to get to. Uh, and this looks like a good place to um, have a rest. So uh, let's hunker down for a little while and then we'll go try and find this boy. Okay. What What's a problem? Just sort of nods, still sullen. And Zach collapses on the ground, humming On the Road Again by Kenny Rogers. On the road again. You can give me your performance check. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> hey, I can sing in key. Fantastic. A 20 and a 15. So you guys are actually fairly impressed as Norbert... Well, I don't know if you're impressed or not, but Norbert does manage to do a fairly interesting little song that he starts singing away. I just can't wait to get back on the road again. And then I fall asleep. (laughs) Puts himself to sleep. So while while we are walking to this spot already, Wicker or Atreya more so, is is doing a hand wave gesture at each one of you and says and you feel that all of your chest pieces and trousers become warm and it helps against the chill that the canopy is causing some seemingly so what is it that you just did? So, so she's casting prestidigitation and oh. she makes the clothing warm. Nice. Which further incites Norbit to sleep more deeply. Oh wait, I, I, I can only do th- three, three effects at the same time. Who are your, three fa- who are your two favorite people? Yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. I'm one of them. (laughs) Well. One is definitely going to be Zach because he's... Everybody's hurt except her, so she's going to give the three of you warm clothing. clothing. Okay. Are you guys just taking a short rest or are you going to long rest it up? I was taking short rest personally, but... Yeah, you could try and wake up Norbert at the end of a short rest, but he's just going to stay asleep. If he was just going to sleep through it. Yeah, he's getting all lazy. We have to leave you behind? Pretty much, yeah. You just throw some leaves over me. I don't have a long list whether it kills me or not. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Do you want to do a short rest? I can do a short rest. That's fine. We'll, we'll try a short rest first. We might wake up if we have a long rest. Well, what do I get back on a short rest? You know that you're very well aware of your abilities, and you do know that with a short rest, you might get some of your the divinity of your oaths back, but the ability to use your smites, you know that you would need a full rest. Okay, and my exhaustion will be still recovered. there. Still there. Not until you have you need a full rest to full recover rest from to your exhaustion. Yeah. Okay. While while we're here, I hand out um, some healing kits for people who are in the need and sort of hum a little um, helpful tune to help ease the uh, pain of the wounds. So I'll be using Song of Rest. Okay. So that means since he's given you each a healing kit, or he's given you the bandages from his healing kit, you can use your hit die on your main tab to 
get get some healing. And then that plus whatever he rolled. What? <laughs> the worst. Yeah. So better than none. So Zach, you can roll that as many times as you like with in conjunction with the healing kit and you also get an extra one. So you might as well you're at 11 now, you might as well put that to 10 and if you want to roll again, you can. Well, there you go. You're fully healed. I think Bolin would probably jump on board with that too. Got a rolling terribly. Yeah, well, that's how he was rolling. <laughs> there you go. He's rolling terribly as well. <laughs> oh, wow. Seriously? Wow. Guys. I've rolled four healing surges. I had, I had like, what, 13 hit points I needed to heal or something, and I've rolled four and I haven't healed yet. And Norbit rolled a 10 and a 9. <laughs> oh, wow. So he's fully healed, whereas you guys oh, are enough. healthy enough. <laughs> okay, sorry, uh, you were saying, Clicker? Do you guys have something to eat? I have a few dried fruits and nuts. It's not going to be enough for all of us. Oh, well, I have some things in my pack as well. Um, a, couple of ra a couple of days of rations. Some jerky meat and uh, I think some crackers. Volan, what does he have? He looks through his pack and finds nothing, and just shrugs his shoulders. <laughs> oh my okay. God. He, does, he doesn't okay. even have a single ration. Wow. No, I wonder. I wonder who set up the inventory. No, no. Um, he dumped a bunch of stuff. Oh, did he? Yeah. I've got. I've got enough oh, rations okay. for one day. Speaking of wondering so, who set up the inventory, what happened when you put everything in the haversack? It doesn't even fit any of those things. Sure it would. It doesn't even have an opening that is large enough to handle a crowbar, for example. Well, no, no it's not... The assumption isn't that you put everything inside the haversack. It's just that it's indented to the haversack. So it could be strapped to the side. It could be in a side pocket, wherever. It's just basically it's part of the haversack. Do you have a haversack? Um, not possible. Yes. That was <laughs> okay. my magic item. It's where she got the golden coins from as well, mm. the five extra. I've got to, I'm going to share my rations with the rest of the guys. Yeah, you'll each have to kill a ration. How many did you have, Norbit? I had one. <laughs> it's enough for, for you. Each person needs an entire ration. Yeah, but if we're, if we're, if we're running short of food, you know, like half a ration, that's fine. Clicker shares a ration with whoever needs it. I think I've, I've got two rations, so I'll have one. I think Volan needs a ration. <laughs> he doesn't have any. Yeah. Yeah, so Volan gets one and then we all had one ration. Yeah. Yep. Because the way I look at it is if I do say something like you guys are hungry and if you don't have enough rations to go around, someone's going to get exhaustion. The DM? Yeah, yeah <laughs> that works. All my rolls are now at disadvantage. Um, with the uh, mushrooms that I collected, do I have to do anything for them, anything to them to make them effective against poison? Or do I just have to explain to the other guys how they work? So you open your mouth, and then you put the mushroom in, and you chew. And then eventually you want to swallow. And then you're good. And then you have a wonderful experience where things fly like pigs. Yeah. And colors change randomly. Like pigs, yeah. Little little pigs. Pigs in teacups. Yeah, what was that all about? Yeah, okay. So you have your herbalism kit. So if you go to your herbalism kit there, 
in your inventory and orbit. Yeah, yeah. I guess the question was, does it require herbalism kit and doing something, or do Can I? Can you to? you see that link inside the herbalism kit? Yeah. yeah. So you see what it says there. So basically, with your herbalism kit inside your skills tab, in order to craft, you've harvested already. So now in order to craft what you want, you need to attach your intelligence to your herbalism kit. Yeah. Nah, I, I, the question was not, um, yeah, the question was just about, um, this is gonna take time. Yes, yeah. that's the no, other so. thing. So you would roll that to see if you could craft it and then how long would it take you in order to, to turn all of that into an antitoxin? That would it take you yeah. basically assume an hour per antitoxin that you're going to craft. Yeah, so we're not going to bother with that one. That's hence the question. not going to bother with trying to fix that problem. No, I'm just going to keep sleeping. So we try and wake him up. I slap him across the face. <laughs> All right. Give me your melee roll. Your unarmed strike. All right. I mean, I'm hitting someone who's unconscious. Yes. So at least I get advantage, right? You totally get advantage. So you smacked him. So it's up to you whether you pulled that smack because you had no problem with a perfect palm strike. That was a crit. Yes, it was a crit. It was a crit. <laughs> the second one was a crit. Well, I mean, I'm not going to do him damage, but I'm giving him uh, um, enough of a slap to wake him up. Rowan! Yeah, Nor Norbert sits up with a start, looks at you, realizes you, realizes you've slapped him across the face, and goes, "Oh my God, I normally have to pay for that kind of behaviour." What? Look, wait, what? <laughs> that coming from a little boy—that's rather concerning. I had a bad upbringing. Yes, you say that as you look into the very childish, small face of a halfling who stands basically on your lap when it smacked you. You guys are horrible. Come on, let's go. Uh, wake up. We gotta go, Zach. Let's go. I put my hand to my face and I feel the red mark on the side of my face and give him a dirty look and then follow along behind. I've, I've got Volum behind me. He's acting as my quiet yes man, so he just nods at what I say. <laughs> <laughs> Validation. Validation. I take the large iron pot that I've got in my backpack and just stick it on top of his head so he can carry it, so I don't have to carry as much. You have an iron pot in your backpack? <laughs> I do. It weighs 10 pounds. Why? Why? You mean you don't have one? <laughs> I've tried to strip down what I have. It does add to Volan's level of protection to head blows. So I'm just going to transfer that across to Vol and, and uh, in the party sheet. So just to be sure, so during that short rest, you guys took that short rest. You tried to heal up a bit. Norbit, you basically passed out for that short rest. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, do, you, do you want to just grab that? Yeah, thanks. Okay. And then you guys are just continuing along the trail that, you, that Thorn has now found. Hopefully. Okay. All right. So it's now past midday. You know that dusk is probably about two, two and a half hours away, assuming that your knowledge of the material plane also passes across into the plane of dreams. And you continue up the trail. And as you continue up the trail, at one point, you notice that the forest starts to get quieter. The sounds of fauna die off and all that is left is the sound of the wind blowing through the trees. You continue moving up the pathway and as you continue moving up the trail, the silence is broken suddenly as you hear the earth shiver. Old trees snap and fall to the ground with a crash. 
from high up in the forest canopy. You hear the echoing sounds of a growl. And there, rising up above the canopy, you see a gigantic bear with a missing eye. This bear looks very odd, off. It begins to thunder closer and each of its massive footfalls call the ground to shiver. What are you going to do? Uh, hide. I'm going to take to the air. <laughs> okay. Clicker has learned from the Prometheus school of running away, so she's going to run away in a straight line. Alright. In the direction that the bear is heading as well. In the direction, so the bear is coming towards you, so in the direction, yep. so running away. Yep. Okay, not towards the bear. But No, not towards the bear, but not to the side either. She's running in the same direction. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Alright, and you're um, trying to stealth as well, is that right? No. I mean, he's huge, right? He doesn't really... Yeah, he doesn't really notice her anyway. That's you my thought. You just see... Like the top of this strange-looking bear's head, and and the roar or the growl that you heard was enough that I mean, it it sounded bearish. Shit! 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 Run! <laughs> so, as for you, Thorn, as you grab the edges of your cloak. And you can get up to, the sun is still shining, so you can just get underneath the canopy. But you get up high enough that you can see why this bear looks odd to you. Aww. It's a happy little teddy bear. Except it's huge. Yeah. Alright, I'm going to go look for its missing button eye. Okay. Are you trying to be stealthy as you did that? Uh, no, not particularly. Okay, just give me a second. Just preparing the map. Am I am I out of its range, or is it is it as big as the picture shows? Now you can see the avatar on there, so that gives you an inkling about how big it is, right? It's like, I mean, if it stood on its hind legs, would it be able to get me um, at the uh, top of the canopy? I'm assuming you're not on this map just just right now. So if you were at the top of the canopy and it was trying to swipe at you, it would be... Yes, it would be close. It would be really, really close. Because that was one of the reasons why I took to the air, because I was assuming it wasn't this big. Oh, okay. Well, it's that big. <laughs> Otherwise, I probably would have hidden. All right. So you... I mean, you've seen its head up near the top of the canopy. So, and the canopy is roughly just under 30 feet high. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I think I might use the uh, polymorph spell on the on the cloak to turn into a bat and get higher. All right. I Oh, I need to share this with you then. Right. I forgot all about that. There you go. You should be able to see that too. Ah, yes. Are you going to add me to the combat tracker? Yeah, just uh, one second. There you go. Okay, so I'm going to keep higher than what I suspect is the uh, bear's reach. A, a healthy distance. But still under the canopy so you remain in dim light. Do I have to be in dim light for this? Because I've polymorphed. I don't know. Do you? I mean, I can double check the uh, items rules, but I would have thought if I'm polymorphed, it doesn't have an issue. Not sure. In the meantime, what about you, Zach? What were you doing? Zach is just going to um, disappear into the bushes using his special elven traits. He's going to use his mask of the wild to become invisible. Okay. 
Yeah, it, I don't think there's any issues because it says while wearing the cloak in, in an area of dim light or darkness, you can use your action to cast Polymorph on yourself, and then it transforming into a bat. But while you're in the form of the bat, you retain intelligence, wisdom, and charisma scores. So okay. it's not saying that you can't travel like you don't transform the back when you go into the light. Okay, now before... Clicker was pretty much gone like a bat out of hell before you turned into a bat. Can I get... Zach, Thorn, and Volan. I need each of you to give me an intelligence. Sorry, no, not not intelligence. It's a wisdom saving throw, please. Wisdom saving throw. Yep. I'll just roll Rowan because it's the same when I'm at that. I guess Volan really doesn't matter. Volan somehow disappeared. Yeah. So, what are you thinking? What is Rowan thinking about, or Thorn thinking about at the moment? Uh, trying to keep my distance from the bear. Oh, and also trying to find the bear's eye. Okay. As the bear roars once more, and you look back as you're hightailing it away. As it roars, it's like the roar itself manifests in your eye and the, the shape of the bear seems to, to shiver a bit and it looks even scarier. So, you guys are taking off running. Not all of us. You, and you were doing, what were you doing? You were using your Mask of the Wild to disappear into the foliage, yeah, so you can give just me... disappearing into the foliage, yep. Yeah. And your stealth check? Okay. Ouch, natural one. Natural one, dirty five. You're killing me. When it counts. Okay. So you quickly hide amongst the trees Norbert confident that man you that move was so slick nothing could have observed you as you did that he won't even know that I'm here Volan took off pretty much immediately after clicker following clicker and with your passive perception you lost sight of Thorn one moment Thorn was up there holding onto his cloak and then the next moment you lost sight of him so in the meantime the roars seem to stop and you can still hear the thunderous sound of trees shaking and they're getting closer and closer and closer in orbit. I will share the map. It's okay. I'm, I'm conveniently hidden. I've got a great skill set. I know that the bushes that I'm under, he's never going to see me. Okay. I need you then to give me another wisdom saving throw. I'm also on his right hand side, the side that's missing an eye, or is that the left hand side? His left, your right. His left. <laughs> sure. I'm on his left hand side. What are you thinking about right now? Me? No, Norbit. What is Norbit thinking? Norbit, he's just sitting there going, yeah, it's okay, and he's humming on the road again to himself. On the road again. I just can't wait to get back on the road again. Okay. And in your mind, as you're singing this, as you're singing this and humming this song to yourself, you have pictured, in your mind, you've got the picture of the person that your teacher taught you, because your teacher taught you this song and told you about the person who originally created this song. So in your mind, you have this picture. And as the bear roars once more you get this image of that person being just drawn and quartered and pulled apart and eviscerated in front of you what do you do i the first thing just made a slight amendment it was actually willie nelson that did on the road again so um having the bear then rips the scarf off Willie Nelson's head 
Well, it's not really Willie Nelson. It's probably Nelsony Williamson. Yeah, Nelsy Williamson, who's an old bloke with the long hair who used to play the uh, mandolin and created this fantastic song. And he used to wear a bandana on his head. Um, and so because I see this bear tearing the bandana off his him and holding onto his hair with one hand and his feet with the other and trying to tear him apart like someone on a rack, I raise my wooden longsword and run at the bear going... Willie, I'll <laughs> save you, Willie. <laughs> All right, give me. I'll get everybody to roll initiative then, even though you guys aren't on map. Norbert is. I'm Mick, and I play Norbert. Hi, my name is Ryan, also known as Unlucky Geek on Mixer. I'll be playing the Trollkin Warlock named Valen. Hello, my name is Atua, and I will be playing Thorn of the Tiefling Bard. This is Ivan, I'm 28, and I'm the community manager of Hammerdog Games. And I'm going to be playing Clicker, a Ravenfolk locksmith. And then there is me. I am Dagaba, and you're listening to a Crimson Nib podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Crimson Nib, or at Facebook.com slash Crimson Nib. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, Please rate and review me on Google Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. So until next time, good people, adieu.